And today we have a special guest on our episode. Um, before you got, we forget to mention, remember to follow us on Instagram, on Snapchat, Twitter at OT Podcast, and email any questions you have at otpodcast at gmail.com. So today's episode is going to be with another um, pretty popular podcaster. Why don't you introduce hey, yourself? Hey, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, it's Abdul from uh, Abdul at Your Service. It's, it's funny that you say another popular podcaster. That's up for debate. Alhamdulillah, I've got a nice little unirvin thing going, and I'm happy with it. But uh, but not not on your guys' level or anything. Just just to be clear about that. We're not gonna Being lie. Humble. Our SoundCloud listens are pretty. You know, we're we're doing okay. <laughs> Mashallah, that's good. I remember I told Kamal about this. I was like, yeah. So I got invited to go on uh, the OT podcast. He's like, no way. Congratulations, you made it, my man. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah. yourself and um, why you started making a podcast and what your podcast is about? Sure. So uh, I decided to start making the podcast as like just another step in uh, in a process. So sometime last year, I was like, oh, to uh, for the first thing you should know about me is that I'm divorced, right? So that's a big part of like my narrative. So I'm divorced, and that process was very challenging difficult part of my life right so I spent a lot of time reflecting and being like why didn't things work because like everybody nobody wants to be divorced you never think you're going to be so I spent a lot of time thinking reflecting being like what went wrong what were some of the things that I missed out on like how could I have gone about the process of getting married better and during that time I came up with like this template that I knew I was going to use moving forward to try and get married inshallah uh, the right way the next time, right? Inshallah, trying to follow the sunnah. So once I made that template, I my first goal was just to tell my family and friends, be like, hey, connect me with women, and then inshallah, I'm going to use this template to like help guide me to figure out if this is going to be the right woman for me or not. So they were pretty useless and <laughs> didn't really do anything. So I was like, listen, just, just as I continued working, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to just be proactive about this myself. So then I made the template more formal, which ended up becoming uh, what I call the Umar method. And then I was like, all right, let me at least share this with people so that it's not so strange. It's not so foreign and alien to people. People might like look at it and be like, yeah, I see where you're coming from. So I had to make a website so that I could like at least put it out there for people to see. And then once I had the website, I was like, all right, well, people can read it, but it'd be nice if they could like actually hear from me and like understand what it is that I'm trying to like like show people with this program that I made. So then I was like, all right, at least let me make a program. uh, At least let me make a podcast to help explain this program. And then I did that for the first few episodes. And I was like, man, there's so much more in this world to talk about than just getting married. So then I started doing episodes and all kinds of stuff. And then Alhamdulillah, just continued going. But I tried not to stray too far away from marriage. That's like my bread and butter, I call it, right? So I I always try and like get back to that whenever I can. And uh, yeah, that's how I got into this point of having uh, the podcast. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So I guess going up from that, we, I guess because you're kind of a expert on the Umran method, the relationships and things like that, our episode was just going to be a question and answer type panel from what I guess a lot of girls will want to ask a guy specifically. So why don't we get into it? So our first question that we have is, in your opinion, why do you think that there's why do you think that some girls feel that guys waste a lot of girls time especially when they're trying to get married and get to know them things like that for example dating for years 
and say they're gonna marry them later, but then it doesn't happen and it just things fizzle out. Or they end up just saying that they're like, what is it? They don't want to put a label on it. They just want to see where things are going. You know, things might change down the line, but they never want to give like a set label. Yeah. And as for specifically Somali guys. <laughs> okay. That, it's, actually, it's actually really good that you added that last point there. Uh, so first thing I want to say is very, very kind of you to refer to me as uh, some type of relationship expert. I, I just basically made myself a relationship expert, right? Talking to so many people and I just, I've just, you know what I mean? Given myself that like sort of quasi title. It's not a real thing though, right? Like I haven't gone to school to study like psychology and relationships and stuff like that. You know, I got my degree in business and I just like work as like an operations manager. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not actually in the field of dealing with people's relationships, but it's, it's something that's very interesting to me. And I find like I'm, I do... I, I speak about it in a way that, like, you know what I mean, I think is refreshing to a lot of people. So that may be why you, like, call me, uh, just, just to let your listeners know, right? So, all right, with that said, you guys, to end for the interests, in the interest of, like, full disclosure, you guys did send me these questions beforehand, so I had a chance to think about them and, like, come up with, hopefully, um, thoughtful answers. And when I got this question, it became immediately clear to me that it was a woman asking this, right? So... It, only a woman would ask this question this way because what you're doing is you're assuming that the guy is wrong and that the girl is right. Right? You're saying, why is this guy wasting this girl's time? Right? So first and foremost, all of us are Muslim. So we shouldn't be really engaging in the dating world. Inshallah, all of us, you know what I mean, try and follow the sunnah and go about like a process that is much more halal in, in trying to get married. That's first and foremost. All of us encourage everybody to try and, you know what I mean, keep their relationships halal. With that said, a lot of people do engage in just like casual dating relationships. And these are relationships we've learned from the non-Muslim community, right? They're basically our guides in how these relationships work. And we use our own morals and our own standards to guide like how far we're willing to take things. So with respect to relationships, relationships offer all kinds of things. As far as dating relationships even, they offer all kinds of things. But two things that they offer are intimacy and sex, right? So men and women want both of those things, but men lean towards sex and women lean towards intimacy, right? As the, as the thing that's more important to them. So when you engage in these like non-halal relationships that you're learning from these non-Muslims, you take like whatever parts of it you want. So like it's, it's easy for both, for Muslims to get into these relationships and be like, all right, fine. We'll do the intimacy part. Like we'll talk all night long on the phone. You know, we'll go on like romantic dates. We'll like make out and stuff like that. But sex is where we draw the line. Like that's, that's just not going to happen, right? Especially with our like more practicing Muslim sisters. But for the guy, that's the most important part of the relationship stuff. Not the most important part, but that's an incredibly important part that he's missing out on. So when he's not getting that part of it, it's like the relationship is there. But it's not that real, almost. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's this girl that you care about, you know what I mean? Like, she's nice, and you like her, and, you know, maybe it'll go somewhere someday. But because that part of the relationship has never been, like, committed to, it's difficult for him to really commit to it. And I've noticed that this is a problem that's especially, like, prevalent amongst our practicing sisters. Because for them, sex is just a complete no-go. Whereas, like, I remember this was like six months, eight months back, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was telling me how he had 
been sitting at a shisha spot speaking with a bunch of sisters and they mashallah good sisters but maybe not practicing as much and they were just much more aware of the situation they're like listen if we're dating a guy we know that sex is on the table okay that's the only way that you're going to really like develop like a strong connection with the guy and then maybe that's much more likely to result in marriage if both of you guys aren't practicing inshallah if you guys are both practicing hopefully like i said you guys are more willing to follow something more in the tradition of the sunnah get to know each other talk very seriously for but like in a controlled environment and then hopefully that leads to marriage right but when you do like these dating situations and like like i said you're just playing this game where you're taking some things and like pushing away others and it's it's just not very good so that's what i would say leads to all these problems and like i said it's very it's very it's very clear that this is a woman asking this question like why are these guys wasting our times i would say these sisters are wasting these guys times at the same way you know what i mean like they're getting what they want out of the relationship some guy that they can talk to and will be nice to them and take them on dates and you know what i mean kissing them and stuff like that but then he's not necessarily getting what he wants so i would say both people are losing it's not it's not a case where the guy's winning and the girl's losing i would say they're both unfortunately losing in this so situation what you're saying is basically the guy doesn't consider it a real relationship not necessarily i wouldn't say yeah i wouldn't say that he's not considering it a real relationship it's just not as real as other relationships could be do you know what i mean so it was kind of like some insincerity going on his part where it's her i guess you're kind of saying is it her fault for thinking that it was more serious than it was supposed to be and that she should know because um sex is on the table that it's not a real relationship it's not really going to go anywhere i would say because you're taking only parts of what you're learning from these non-muslims so for a non-muslim relationship they would like develop the intimate part of their relationship first obviously like you're going on dates getting to know each other and then the sex would come afterwards and then that would just be like a real that's why like so many non-muslims don't even need to get married right because it's like marriage is not it's not a real thing for them it's just like this thing that you do it's basically just the reason to have a big party right because as soon as you start developing that part of your relationship like the intimacy and the sex it's like that's it that's what a real relationship is and then you guys can like foster whatever connection you have in growing hopefully together inshallah but what you're doing with these like weird relationships like i said it's especially a problem for our like practicing muslim sisters and practicing muslim brothers where they they have their iman still right like they don't want to they they know what they're doing is wrong but they're not they're trying to avoid doing too much wrong so they just like all right well well we can like talk all night on the phone and we can like sneak off to like go make out but we can't do this and we can't do this. so it's you're not you're playing a game really so i would say just avoid it it's not there's not winners in this game like i said both the guy and the girl are losing so the question like why do guys waste girls time they're both wasting each other's times and most importantly they're like like you know what I mean not in a good place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i would say just try and avoid it at all costs and i feel like when most like most people that we do know don't like even though we all know that we should follow it according to the quran and the sirah and the sunnah of course but the fact of the matter is there's not a lot of people who go about it that way. Most people that we know that do get married in our lives, they go about it in the way they meet someone, they date mm -hmm. them for a while, then they get married, right? But my I feel like we're kind of getting lost in like the question and we're taking it, it's going, it's going too like far left, you know? So the question is, most people that we know is, they meet a guy, they date him, they get married to him, right? That's usually the narrative that people follow. It might not be the right narrative, but it is the narrative that most people follow. So I feel like the question is, why is it 
that they are like why are they just not I don't like they're just kind of wasting their time because the thing is if most people are following it that way mm -hmm. I just don't engage in the beginning yeah so this is what I'm saying to you guys that okay no 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 I sort of get what you're saying so basically like what is the path forward then so if sex is not on the table life is going to be more difficult for you is what I'm saying so those women that I was talking about earlier with my friend they are just a lot less naive I would say than some of our more practicing sisters that they understand like hey we're engaging in like this haram relationship, but it's gonna have to like go even more haram, unfortunately, before it like really results in something that hopefully we can like make halal if we like, you know, dedicate ourselves to Allah after the fact, then maybe after we get married, we can become really good Muslims. But initially it's gonna be bad. You know what I mean? Like as far as your Iman is concerned. So I understand that you guys are wanting me to like, give like a, a roadmap for being like, all right, what's the right way of going about dating and getting married? I don't want to encourage anybody to do that at all. So I understand that that's what most people do, but I'm like very much trying to get married and I'm not interested at all in doing it the way most people do it, right? So I just always try and like offer the alternative. Be like, listen, if you're going to go about it the normal way, understand that this is how it's going to go. I did a whole episode about one sister who was... Um, heartbroken because she, some guy she was dating for six years ended up leaving her and like he really didn't even care that much he's just like listen sister we, we've taken this as far as we can take it it's not going anywhere I'm not gonna marry you take care of yourself and this girl was devastated right but for this guy I was like man that's that's something he should have just done a long time ago he was just a coward right like he knew what he wanted he was still a really young guy watching all of his friends party and do all kinds of things and there was a part of him that wanted to do that and he just never had the courage to tell this girl finally eventually he did but that's a case where both of them are wrong. Like a woman sitting around waiting for a guy to like, oh, maybe he'll change. Maybe he'll come around. Maybe he'll be the guy. Don't, that's like the wrong mentality. Like you have to worry about yourself, right? So go into it with the right intentions, knowing what you want. And then inshallah, hopefully you get matched up with somebody who's on the same wavelength. The next one we had was, um, so you already know, what do you think of a girl approaching a guy? Is there an appropriate method or should she wait to be approached? Like you probably listened to our last episode when we talked about like, can a girl slide into your guy's <laughs> yeah. DM? So we kind of answered from our yeah. perspective. Now we want to answer from your perspective. Okay, so <laughs> of course I listened to the last one. I listened to all the episodes. Mashallah, you guys do a great job. So this is the thing. It's, it's a question that gets asked, but I would say it's an unnecessary question in that it will just never happen. Right. So I don't really advise women that much. Right. Because obviously I'm not a woman. I don't feel like I understand how women think that well, but I definitely understand guys. And I never want guys to get it in their mind that like, hey, you know, maybe this girl will approach me. Very, very unlikely. All right. This just is not the world women are in. Women, if they do approach you, will only do so in a way that offers them plausible deniability. Right? Women always want to like protect themselves. Like they just, they, it's like the worst thing in the world for a woman to feel like she got rejected by a guy. Right? Like it's, it's just devastating to them, you know? Whereas guys, it hurts the first time, but then, you know, you get over it and, you know, you move on. It's not a big deal. Like you just get used to rejection. So can a woman approach a guy? Absolutely. Of course. Why not? And if you have to like ask, like, what are some of the methods? For me, <laughs> I always talk about on my podcast, like, oh, you know, women reach out like through like email or whatever. To be clear, not a single woman has ever reached out directly, right? I would, I would love it so much if a woman said, like, Abdul Qadir, sent me an email like, Abdul Qadir, I listened to your podcast. I think you're really interesting. Uh, I think me and you uh, might be a good match. Would you be, consider getting to know each other for the purposes of marriage? 
Like that's never happened in my life. I don't think that ever would happen, right? So women, they message. Yeah, exactly. That's not like a woman's style. A woman's style is more just like, like she just has to, she, like I said, plausible deniability is so important for women, right? So she, she's, if a woman does email me, she'll be like, hey, so, um, like last week, a sister emailed me. She's like, hey, so what's up with like the gurusa.net? Like, is that up and running yet? I was like, listen, if you listen to my podcast, you know that it's not up and running yet. So you messaging me like this is letting me know like, hey, Abdul, I'm a single woman. And you know what I mean? Like I'm looking to like match up with people. Right. So like that's a situation where I would take that and be like, hey, thank you very much for reaching out, sister. Um, I hope I'm not crossing the line, but are you married? And then we would start talking. And that maybe way, you, you know? had more of an uptake than she did. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's. It's not, it's, I, don't know, I don't know what else to say. It's just women, they need plausible deniability. But now, there are some sisters that reach out that are married, that maybe aren't interested, but then they let me know that as well. But then, there are lots of sisters that reach out, and then afterwards, I'm like, hey, um, I hope I'm not being too forward, but are you married? Uh, would you like to get to know each other? And they're always like, yeah, sure, let's do it. You know what I mean? And because they reached out, I know that they're already, inshallah, going to be open to like the maharam and all the other random things I have. But for you guys, being regular, not you guys, but just let's say the average woman, right? Like she's not... You know what I mean? She she's just much more regular, let's say, and she wants to know like, hey, how can I approach this guy? Probably your best bet is to find a mutual friend, right? So you find a person that you know that knows this guy and be like, hey, what can you tell me about him? Is he single? Is he like looking to meet somebody right now? Like, like I said, for women, it's just very important that you have like some type of buffer, right? So that's I would say you're probably your best bet. But if you feel like being direct. Wallahi, that's very impressive too. It's just so uncommon that I just tell guys like, don't expect that. You know, don't expect like the girl you have a crush on to like let you know that she likes you too. It's your job to like man up and you know what I mean. Say something, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And if it does, alhamdulillah, it's a blessing, right? And by the way, how do you guys feel about it? Like, do you like you said you talked about DMs and stuff like that? Like, if you guys had a guy that you liked, a guy that you. <laughs> But yeah, let me, let me put it this way. So when I used to be scared of talking to girls, a guy told me, he's like, listen, Abdul, at least you have options. If you are sitting in a room and the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life walks into that room, you have two choices. You can either go talk to her or you can regret it for the rest of your life. Whereas a woman only has one choice. If the most incredible man she's ever seen walks into a room, the only thing she can do is sit there and hope he comes and talks to her. Right? And that broke my heart. I was like, man, that's so sad, Wallahi. So alhamdulillah, that like started giving me the confidence I needed to like be like, you know what? It's not that big a deal. At least, at least I can say something. So as you guys, as women, do you feel that way? Do you feel comfortable if you were ever in a situation where you saw a guy that you thought was attractive or a guy that you would like to get to know? Would you have ever, have you, and would you ever actually directly approach him? I feel like there's a smart way of doing it. Okay, so Maria, what's the smart way of doing it? <laughs> what did you say? I said, so Maria, what's the smart way of doing it then? Please, let us know. No, like, like there's other ways that you can do it. You don't have to direct... Okay, let's just say you're at an event or whatever, and you see a guy that you're interested in, right? You don't have to directly go up to him, but you know, you could find his Instagram, follow him on Instagram, <laughs> follow him on Twitter, like you know? Pictures. Add him on Facebook. Like, there's other ways yeah. that you can do it. But, can- but that night, that night... Yeah, that night you're just gonna sit there oh, and wait for who comes to talk to you. Mutual, the mutual friend, best yeah. way to do anything. If you yeah. see them with someone you know, yeah, 
go to go yeah that's your connection that's your connection right there you don't you might not even need to tell them hey i'm interested in this person but you can use them as a mutual person for an introduction no maybe he's saying it's it's a guy that you do not know like at all at all so how would you well no 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 the mutual friend like we all agree on that like that's probably the best bet for a woman but i'm saying just in the story that i gave do you agree that like there's probably a 0% chance a woman is going to just feel comfortable even if she thought this is like this would be the most inc- like this is the father of my future children right you're sitting in a wedding and you see the man that you want to be the father of your future children will and, you like, ever approach him like direct, like directly straight up walk up to him and, and no i would not no i would not <laughs> Okay, so that's 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 the point I was trying to make. So, brothers, listen very carefully. A woman will never just directly approach you like that, all right? So, don't ever let it get in your head that that's like a possibility. You know. The thing is, we encourage we encourage people to go for it though. Yeah, it's but just, I, whether it's whether or not you do it depends on your personal. But preference. I feel like guys won't do it either. Like guys won't literally directly walk up to you and say, "Hey, how are you today?" or something like that. No one does that. It's always like other ways that they do it. They might like, you know, they, exactly. They find other ways to do it. But someone like, let's just say you're at a wedding, if we're using that scenario, mm-hmm. to directly go up to them? No, probably not. But if you're both from the same city and you have zero connections to them, yeah, follow them on Instagram. They put up a story, reply to that story. There's other there's <laughs> okay. ways of doing it. Yeah, you guys always talk about like, yeah, social media ways. I don't really understand them. That's why I had to get Ayala on my social media episode. I don't really understand what that means, like Instagram story reply and stuff. But anyways, I guess that's an option, you know? A girl seeing a guy like she thinks could be the fu- her future and not doing anything super happen. sad, though. Yeah. Like you should. It is, right? Like I said, it broke my heart. I was like, man, like I, it sucks that women live in that world where it's like you because you have to realize you guys are giving yourselves that rule. Right? Like, there's no real know, rule that's, like, brought down. society and the social constructs that we live in. Like, Not you, but because there's other guys who see girls yeah. who approach men as thirsty yeah. or desperate or Even in Somali, in Somali culture, a girl is not supposed to smile on her wedding day because it shouldn't be seen as though she's, she's, happy. she's happy to get married. She should have expected she's that she's excited. to get married. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, things like that are clear ways. It's, like, cultural. Yeah, that yeah. girls should just, you know, just not just let him come to you. Exactly. But, like, even though you, like, we mentioned the story of Khalidah, like, she approached the Prophet, right? Yeah. So if she can do it. But not directly, though. It was, yeah, it was through an intermediary. But yeah. she was proactive. Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very impressive, right? follow the like that and not our cultural norms of course yes. religion filters culture yeah. yeah so yeah like i said last point guys don't expect girls to approach you all right so even a question like this wallahi we absolutely like you guys said we absolutely encourage our sisters to but we have to live in the real world and understand that chances are they're not going to so that's why i always try and let guys know like just have the courage man it's really not that big a deal to get rejected it hurts only the first few times it's like anything else you know it's like when you're losing your teeth the first one hurts and then after that, they pop out. You didn't even notice. You're like, what the? This <laughs> one just like came out. So it's not a big deal. A small proverb that says what? You talk to 999 people and you marry the thousand. Not saying that people are going to talk to 999, but you just expect that like it won't always go well the first time. And that kind of ties into our next question. So why is it that a lot of men feel that they have the authority to comment on a sister's appearance, her hijab, lack of hijab, pants, makeup, Abaya, etc. I like to call them Twitter shafts, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, I was working at a Tim Hortons, and the uniform is like pants, right, and t-shirt, and a shirt, but then I wear a long sleeve underneath. So it was kind of like Christmas time, so you can wear whatever you want. So I wear jeans. 
the Somali guy comes up to me and says, hey, sister, do you think that's a little tight? <laughs> I was like, why do you care? Who are you to me? He's like, I'm just letting you know that's not okay. I was like, well, thank you for letting me know. I don't care. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. It's like, um, aren't you guys supposed to wear, like, pants that are above your ankles? And you don't say anything. And I don't say anything. Nima, you can go ahead. I, for a Somali guy, no one's ever said anything to me. It's just white, naive people. Like, the naive people who ask questions, like, oh, your hijab, you wear that in the shower and stuff. Like, I've actually oh, gotten oh, asked yeah. that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, I've actually gotten asked that. Do you, like, wear that even at home? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you get questions like that, but I haven't. Have you ever, like, had a picture where you put up and some guy's like, hey, sister, your ankle is showing, da 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 stuff like that? Yeah, no, uh, on Tumblr, like I post often on Tumblr and I got, like somebody came into my my inbox and said, sister, you're not supposed to be dressed like that, and yeah. then I just like ignored it. But I wanted to reply back and say, how, how am I supposed to be dressed, you know, but I just felt, I didn't need to mm-hmm. attend to mm-hmm. their opinion, so whatever. God's judging me, right? So mm-hmm. they don't need to be judging That's me. That's true. For me, it was more in high school when we were in Islamic school, but then it was different because it's like our uniform was like an abaya and hijab, but then you still get the side comments of like, oh, why are you wearing a cardigan with the abaya? Oh, I can see. You can't win. You can't <laughs> win, basically. <laughs> They'd be like, that cardigan's too tight. Are you wearing sandals? You can see your toes? Or shiny yeah. abaya. Oh, shiny, shiny abayas. abayas. Shiny abayas. Mm-hmm. Right. That was big. Why'd you zip up your sweater? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, I guess, why is your hijab so loose? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think, I yeah, I got it a lot. But mostly, uh, like, on social media, it was funny. I think I put up a picture on Facebook. And um, I had some random guy in, like, he messaged me on Facebook. And it was like, you know, when, like, you're on Facebook, there's, like, your inbox and then your filtered messages. And he basically said to me, Yeah. Um, I think I still have it to this day. It was probably like 2012, and he said to me, "He's like, sister, how dare you being, how dare you wear lipstick in your Facebook photo? Do you not know that you're being a fitness to brothers? Brothers are gonna look at this and get ideas." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then it's, it's okay, you guys can laugh. But anyways, mm-hmm. and then um, my my older brother, he's just one year older than me, so I went and I told him about it. So my brother obviously got angry, and he literally messaged this guy, and he's like, "Yo, like, why are you messaging my sister?" And then he replied to me, and he said, yo, I see you like to snitch, eh? Uh, <laughs> snitches get stitches. I was like, oh my god. But that's happened, and then I think in like, yeah, I've definitely got it. Like, especially even when I wear skirts. And like, if, if they're not like, if it, the skirt goes to like my ankle, they'll, and like, they'll be like, oh, that skirt's a little too short. You know what I mean? Or like, your skirt should be dragging the ground. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like well, I don't want my clothes to get dirty, you know? But like, yeah, I've, I've gotten it a lot. Or if I like, if you wear like, yeah, but it's not just that. It's like, even if you wear makeup, it's like, mm. if you, oh, if yeah. you, yeah, like I work part time at Sephora, which is like the biggest makeup store, right? And like grown like men who are asking me to help their wives will literally say to me, sister, why are you wearing so much makeup? That red is just a little too red. And I'll be like, do you want me to help your wife find the right foundation or not? Yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of like basically as a Muslim girl, whenever you step outside the house, you're on a pedestal and mm-hmm. you have to be prepared to be critiqued and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's uncomfortable and that's kind of like the world we live in, online and in real life. But I feel like it's kind of like strange because I actually saw a YouTube video recently where someone said, oh, if you're a sister and you're on YouTube 
um, like it, like he was basically like these people were addressing it to the spouses of female YouTubers and said, you need to get your wife off YouTube right now. Islamically, it's not correct for her to be on YouTube. If her pictures are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you need to get her to remove them right now. You know? Mm-hmm. Or they have, they, if you ever go to like um, modest bloggers or stuff like that, if you look at their comments oh, on Instagram, oh, yeah. 99% of the time it's, it's men. men yeah. And then they'll literally, the woman would comment and reply and be like, then why are you on my page? Yeah. Like, why are you so concerned? Like you're seeking out, you're seeking out exactly. Content. Yeah. 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 And okay, so just one second. I know you guys are going, but one thing that just occurs to me is that it is a one-way relationship in that when a sister maybe okay, she might be doing something that isn't fully appropriate, let's say as far as Islam is concerned. But it only ha- like I said, it only happens in that direction. I've never seen a sister go to a guy and be like, "Brother, uh, why are you um, shaving your beard and cutting it down? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, that, like, you know what I mean? Or Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says that it, men should be growing out their beards. So why are you touching the hair on your face? That's haram. That, you know what I mean? Or exactly like the point Farah made earlier, like, hey, why aren't your pants above your ankles? Uh, why do you have a fade? All of the hair on a man's head should be at the same length. Um, you know what I mean? So there's so many things that women could be saying about guys, but it just doesn't happen. So it's, it is strange to me that it only happens in that direction. That guys are super comfortable being like, oh, sister, you need to do this and this and this and this. And it's something that, like, I remember uh, during the episode, um, Maryam came on on my podcast. I'm asking her questions about the hijab because I don't know. And she's just like, what do you mean you don't know? Of course guys know. And she's not necess- And she thought I was trolling her. And she's actually not wrong. Basically, every guy that I know does know all these rules. I, I'm literally just the only one. Like, I just didn't, never cared about hijab, right? So all of them are like, no, yes, the rule about the hijab is this, and the rule about the hijab is that. I was like, okay, really? So tell me, what's the rule about, you know what I mean? And like, you start talking to them about like guys' things, they're like, well, I, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, they're okay, that's what I thought. So it's just super easy to like target women and be like, yeah, you guys need to be doing this and you should be doing that. And it is unfortunate. To go back to your question, like why do guys feel entitled to do that? Allah knows best. Maybe just because like, they feel if if they put like the pressure on somebody else, it's almost in in some way taking it off themselves. You know what I mean? Like at least okay, maybe I'm not practicing, but at least I'm encouraging other people to practice, which is a horrendous way of thinking. But I don't know. I, w- I wish I had a better answer for that question, but unfortunately, I don't. Okay. Well, longer than we thought it would. Be. So we're just gonna you know make it a little uh, a little more mysterious. So we're gonna be releasing part one today. And part two will be released two weeks from now, so just stay tuned. Remember to check us out on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram at OT Podcast and send your questions to otpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our part two.